everyone, welcome to DIY French. This is Rianne Stenfield and you can find me at learnparisianfrench.com. Today is episode number four of our DIY French encounters. And um, I'm so happy to tell you that all the other three episodes, we had almost a full episode of coaching and exemplifying what DIY French would be for you if you choose to join the program. I would like to set a little bit the parameters here and explain to you what DIY French is and what DIY French isn't. DIY French is a program that will help you in case you would like a group program where you can learn how to speak French fluently regardless of your knowledge level. What DIY is not, it is not a one-on-one program or approach. So right now I actually do have one of our dear, dear friends joining, Julie. Hi, Julie. Do you have a question for me today? Oh, hello. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Great. Do you have a question for me? Just wanted to see what your sessions were like. Okay. Well, did you check out, did you listen to any of the recordings from the last ones? No, I just received the email now. So I thought, oh, I'm in time. Oh, Uh, that's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) So this, uh, these sessions that I am doing, this is the fourth, and I'm going to do another one next weekend, is to be able to talk individually with people who are interested in having some help on how to work on their own for their French. So are you learning French right now or do you want to? I'm learning French, yes. You're learning French. And do you mind me asking, why do you learn French? I'm applying to get registration in Switzerland as a midwife. Oh, nice. I understand. And right now, in what language do you you work? I'm not working at the moment. Oh, I see. So having French uh, would allow you to get the job? To get registration and then I have to apply for a job. Yeah. I see. And so it would be a mandatory, uh, something mandatory yeah. to speak French. Yes, it's mandatory. Yes. Oh, I exactly. see. Um, just so you know, Julie, a lot of uh, the people that I work with, so I have a, a flagship program that is a one-on-one program where people learn to communicate at an well, advanced level for some, depends on where they start, uh, in five months. But this particular initiative that I have right now is to help people who are learning on their own. And so are you learning right now with something or someone? Yeah, I am. I'm learning with a couple of professors and I do exchanges on italki. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with the professors, I trust that they're going to take care of you. Um, And so the conversations, the exchanges, how do they work? Um, I have a friend that I do, um, that I Skype two nights a week. So we do half French, half English. And then, um, on Italki, I, I basically pay people to talk to me in Mm -hmm. French. Mm -hmm. So how does that work with Italki? 
How you mean the payment wise? Or? Oh, no, how does that work for you? Do you feel that you make progress? Uh, yes. In what sense? Um, it, it's just become easier as I've been, the longer I do it, it becomes easier. And then we cover different topics. And so I guess I just get exposed to things that I wouldn't naturally come across. Oh, I see. Okay. Are you from, uh, well familiarized with uh, all the rules of pronunciation in French? Ah, uh, yeah, but it doesn't mean that my, my pronunciation is great, but yes, I'm, okay. I'm aware of a, a lot of them. <laughs> are you sure that you know all of them? Uh, they are about 50. No, possibly not. Okay. Do you receive my newsletter, Julie? Uh, yes, I received some emails from you. Um, emails, but I'm not sure that you received the crash course. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so, because you receive only regarding this DIY program, correct? Um, That's what I feel. I anyway, I so it doesn't matter, because I just wanted to draw your attention towards the pronunciation rules. The reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is because when we, well, I'm putting myself in this because I'm also learning three languages right now, Italian, Spanish, and German, and English is not my, my mother tongue. So I went through the beginners, um, intermediate, and so on, all the hurdles. So when we um, start learning, our ear is not trained for the for the new sounds of the language to speak, to use. If we don't know the rules of pronunciation well, then first of all, we're not aware of some things. But secondly, we may not even hear them well. I know that that happened to me when I had a, an English coach and I came and immigrated to Canada a while ago. And so I um, became here fluent in English and yet I could not distinguish some vowels like, for practical yeah. reasons so everything else was great i was considered fluent by the embassy and all the authorities out there and yet i, I was making basic mistakes so that's when i learned that our ear gets training actually grows receptacles based on the sounds that it's exposed to but exposed to not so much in a passive way, but it has to be in an active way, as in like trying that exactly what you do, what you're doing is brilliant. The the caveat with with that, with trying to have conversation with other people who can't quite correct us or you know, right there and then, is that we may reinforce our bad habits, our old habits, and it sounds call them that, they're just old. Um, the habits that we created when we started to learn the language. And so that is when we couldn't hear very well the sounds, we kind of grandfather all those sounds and, and words that we learned by memorization and by partially correct hearing. So that would be something that I wanted to draw your attention to. So when you have your conversation, it's fantastic that you do what you do because it's great. So maybe that could be something that could um, make, you know, raise your awareness as to, okay, let me, let me be attentive to my pronunciation. Even if you don't find that is perfect, because you just said that, I feel that if you're aware, then you could identify much gradually better and better 
the difference between your pronunciation and the pronunciation of the person that you consider to have it, you know, correct, to be correct. Does it make sense? Yeah. So you came on the online, I'm assuming that you do have some challenges. Um, what challenges do you have right now that I could help you with? Um, just learning. I, I just need more exposure, I guess, to um, speaking and listening to French. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by that? Because you do have quite a bit of exposure. I, I'm, I'm assuming that you're very motivated. You really want to get this registration and then <laughs> be able to apply. And so you do as yeah. much stuff as possible. And I, I understand that. I, I do that as well in what I'm interested in. Can you identify like three challenges that you have today and then we can address them? Uh, speaking, not speaking quickly enough. Mm -hmm. And... Um probably choosing the wrong and uh, not conjugating the verb properly mm -hmm. and um, mem <laughs> memory of the words that I've learned lack of memorization memory. yeah mm -hmm. of the of the new words um, yeah of words that I've learned but maybe I haven't used or mm -hmm. um, maybe words that I haven't used for a while as okay. well okay not speaking quickly enough when does that come for you like when is that very apparent for you the problem mm -hmm. um when i speak with um you have a few people that you're speaking with you have a couple yes. of professors a friend and italki many people yeah. there possibly yeah so basically just in general basically. in general mm -hmm. okay why do you think that speed is a, is a necessary thing to enhance uh. I guess because at intermediate level you need to have speed when you're speaking and um, it's annoying for the other person to wait. Mm -hmm. Have you been told that? No, no, no. I just, I find that annoying when I have to wait for other people to finish their sentence. So I, I understand. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. So when do you find annoying for that other person to finish their sentence? In the beginners in French? Oh no, for um, like my husband, for instance. Mm -hmm. So he learns. If my husband's talking. No, no, no. When he's talking. Oh, so when he's talking, he's talking slowly, and you yes, find that annoying. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Just to get the full picture, is your husband trying to speak another language, or that is his speech pattern? He's a slow speaker. Not <laughs> just. Uh, um. It doesn't really have anything to do with the French. It's um, when okay. he speaks to me, uh, he might try and get my attention and then it takes him ages to finish the sentence. I just I find got it annoying. I got it. Okay. I'm going to address this because it's very important. It's so hugely important. And I actually have a position regarding the speed. This is a myth that we put in our minds that... It's annoying to someone else to wait for us. That comes from, I'm, I'm going to disregard for a quick second, but I'm going to go back to your husband's speech patterns because that could influence your perception, but I don't think it's that important. But you said that at the intermediate level, we have to speak faster, of course, um, as you do in your mother tongue. You're expecting someone, if they have a good command of their language, to speak quickly or as quickly as they want is that correct yeah yes okay 
Do you notice the way that I speak? Uh, yes. Okay. I speak slower than a native English speaker. Yeah. And I, too, was very concerned with that. I speak three languages every day, and I'm learning more languages. And it is definitely something that comes into the package, or it should come with that package of polyglot. If you are polyglot or multilingualism, because I don't know the word for it. polyglotism, I don't think it exists. It does come in that. I mean, it's logical because we are using a certain part of our brain. We are using a certain part of our muscles. Our mouth is an instrument just like a guitar that self-shapes or changes, self-changes its shape in order to accommodate those sounds and to create them properly. I do speak slower. And actually, one of the past episodes, I was talking to, I believe, another Julie, because I thought that was her. All right. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that the second episode, and if you get my emails, you have a link to that. If not, I'd love to send it to you in your inbox. I call it the Godfather effect. So do you know the movie, The Godfather? Yeah. Okay. So in that movie, who speaks slower and softer? Uh, yeah, I don't know it that well. I'm, I'm guessing you're saying going to say the, the Godfather. Godfather. It is. So the Godfather is like legendarily speaking so soft and so you know, quiet. And not just that, but very slow. That's intentional. What that speech pattern does, it actually asks the audience to lean in, to listen, to hear. Now, there's this problem with us beginners in any language that, oh, I speak slowly, so that means that I'm not good enough. Interestingly enough, in our mother tongue, the same error or challenge or moment, a memory lapse or something, is less judged by us than if we do the same thing in an acquired language. We are judging us enormously. That's because we expect us to, well, learn and if we learn we should be good but the language is really an art and it's very organic it's like breathing so we can't quite control that as well as i don't know push-ups which by the way even there the body responds the way it responds that day so my point with a godfather speaking slower and softer actually draws in the attention when we do it because we have to, we're self-conscious of this and we become, oh, what am I doing? I'm making a mistake or I'm not quick enough or they're going to have to wait a lot. Right? When we're doing it intentionally, though, it becomes a style like the Godfather. It can become our speech pattern in that language for the moment. Okay. When, by the way it gives us many more other benefits. So first of all, speaking slower actually gives us the aura of the Godfather, if it's intentional though, right? So if we're doing it, oh, because I have to right now, then people will read our insecurity in the language. And we know that, and so we project it. You know, it's like a catch-22, kind of it's like swirling from there. But if we're doing it intentionally and we actually identify the way I do it right now, because I know my 
errors, my types of errors, and I take a breath, a pause, and I don't mind that. Because the way I'm speaking doesn't affect what I'm saying. So when we have a compelling enough story, human brain is actually hooked by the story, by the content of the story, rather than the way it's told. That's why we have so many versions of a movie. We, we really see, ah, oh, that's how they say that story. That's how they're presenting that story, right? So the way they're saying is not as important anymore as long as what we say is, and that's the key word, clear. Because if we're clear, then we can be compelling, even if we speak slower. Yeah. I just exemplified this. In Godfather, if you didn't watch it, you don't have to, but I'm telling you a point here. The higher authority speaks slower, and generally the higher authorities do speak slower. That actually projects authority, projects, they know what they're saying. They actually have the, the right information, and they say it a little slower for clarity. The person who speaks higher pitch and quicker, which was Michael Corleone, who was actually trying to prove himself in the movie and get the power. He was very animated and quick and high pitch and everything. But the moment he became the godfather, he slowed down. So that gives the, okay, staged impression that you really know what you're talking about. That's the first advantage, authority, right? And because mm -hmm. you have to go and work with French, that will help you because I am an immigrant and I know there is a saying about people speaking in a second language. If I speak with an accent, that doesn't mean that I think with an accent, but invariably we trust someone who speaks well. So there's so many people who have such a great a wealth of information and specialization and knowledge and yet there's a filter there if they speak with an accent or if they make a little mistake once or twice you see so it's very yeah. psychological in the communication so slowing down intentionally and that means that you can practice at home different paces of your speech or maybe just specific words which i find difficult in english and i do slow down but I practice a lot, you know, training myself a lot with this. Then it becomes, well, speech in French anywhere becomes like public speaking. It has a lot to do with the same principles. So it will give you authority. Second thing that it actually does when you speak slower intentionally or more enunciated or anyway, you become confident in the way that you speak no matter what the speed of your speech is so the second thing that gives you is actually slows down the whole conversation because maybe when you speak with your husband sometimes unawarely or maybe you already are aware of it you have to slow down if he slows down or maybe that's not a very good example because it's an emotional attachment there but with a stranger uh, in i talking 
when you see that they speak slower, then you tend to. So typically, the speed of the conversation is somewhere the average of the speed of both parties. So what you will do for yourself, you will end up slowing down the entire conversation, the pace of the entire conversation in your advantage because you will then understand more of what they're saying if they speak too fast. Does it make sense? Yeah. Um, and I had another advantage. I lost it on my way and that's okay. But the thing, and I'm going to remember and I'll tell you, but what this is um, annoying to the other person. So you think, and it could be, or it could become if you project your insecurity about the language. I think that you shouldn't just simply because with um, enough uh, strategies of speaking, you know, of expressing, of performing this language that you could have, then you would end up with a speech pattern that could be different, should actually be different than your mother tongue, but becoming clear, then you would project confidence and trust. They can trust you, right? Okay. With your husband, I believe that there's an emotional attachment there. I'm not here to judge. I don't know you at all. But with our spouses, with our family, it could be something behind that slowing down that could actually annoy you. I would not compare that to a stranger, to the reaction of a stranger who is usually extremely careful not because they don't know you so extremely careful not to step on on sensitivities let's just put it that way yeah i need i do need to be able to speak at a certain speed for work as well to pick up your speed i, I do need to be able to speak at a a reasonable speed to be mm -hmm. able to work as well absolutely you will and that's that's fine what I do suggest, though, is that the speed is not in our power. Clarity is in our power with the steps that I mentioned. And the more we speak this clearly at the speed that, we, that our mouth and mind allows, the more we do it in a clear way, then the brain picks up and is going to gradually speed up. But you don't want to compromise the clarity, which is, I speak slowly. I do this for a living. And I have been doing this for more than 20 years. It's just a matter of training. How do I speak a little slower? There are people and people. I mean, not everybody speaks quickly. And just so you know, this conversation right now is possibly the one that I have the most with my clients helping them to slow down when needed. You don't have to slow down everywhere, but it's going to come a word that doesn't want to sit well in your mouth. I'm telling you because I'm editing my own videos and my own podcasts and everything. And I've been immersing myself in an Anglophone world for 26 years. So that will happen. I speak English more than any other language that I know. And yet, because I speak other languages as well, the brain just takes that real estate. It just, that language, it kind of steals the real estate. That's why I'm trying to speak those at least three languages that I want. 
as equally as possible in the day, because otherwise the one that I speak the most is going to steal bandwidth from the brain. And of course, the practice of the muscles. Yes, you have to speak eventually quicker. And, but I, what I'm trying to help you with is don't identify the pace, the speed, and the patterns of your mother tongue with French. Because it will be another personality. It will be another persona, another pace, another way of even behaving. It will. And if you allow it to become that, and just watch and see what is my body, what does my body need in order to accommodate this language to come out faster? Oh, it wants me to slow down a little bit here and there and do this and do that. Well, do that because that's what your own body needs, right? We all are different. It is possible though. I mean, we're living proof, but I understand the frustration for sure. Do you have a timeline for that uh, registration? I'm going to do my exam in four weeks. Okay, I see. Yeah, so you'd need some strategies for handling the language that you already know. I've worked with many, many people who went for exams. One of my clients actually is, I've been accepted in Harvard. She took her SATs in French exams people having client presentations and everything with a timeline. So I feel that what it would be helpful for you right now would be to get some strategies, quote, exam strategies, which I'm assuming is going to be oral and written. Yeah, I, I, I do have a professor who's doing that um, for me. Yeah, but I'm, um, I'm talking yeah. about the speech because I'm, all about conversation here just the speech so if they help you with the written part that's okay how do you handle your language on the hot seat it's what i'm talking uh, about. i've just got i'm practicing doing exposés um uh, are you correcting the very moment that you're making a mistake is anybody able to actually stop you up oh, Okay, be careful this. What do you mean by that? Is this the correct word? Is this the correct tense? Because we're going to go to conjugation and memorization. Because I believe that those are the way that all this problem manif manifests, correct? Sorry, are you saying does, does someone trying, do that? Or? Yeah, is anybody correcting you right now in the moment that you're making the mistake? Because if you don't it get... Depends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do it at the time and sometimes they tell me after I've finished... Yeah. So correction in the very moment will actually help you psychologically recreate the moment of, oh, that's what I was thinking. That's where I was going. Now I did this because the word that I said right before it was more complex for me. And so my brain just lagged, you know, and so that's why I made the next mistake. Because some mistakes may be your mistakes, meaning your typical mistakes that reflect your weaknesses in the language, but some mistakes could be of the moment, uh, meaning I usually know this. How come I made this mistake? Well, wait, because if someone observes the way that you speak and your typical mistakes, then, oh, wait a second. Right before it was a verb conjugation that I had to focus more on. As of course, the next word just fell through the cracks and I just made a mistake on the gender or something or pronunciation. Mm. So it could be 
just that particular situation when the person knowing you well enough for conversation. So again, it's not about the language. Julie, I teach people who are teachers, French language teachers. I have clients who are doing their PhD in French, many people who have their master's in French, and they need these techniques for conversation. So they know very well the language, no doubt about it. But not many people are explaining the fact that, or even maybe, I don't know, I'm not going to judge that, but there is a very different part of our body and brain that deals with the performance of the language. You can teach it. I can actually have someone talk to you about it. One of my clients, what struggles she goes through to use it because she doesn't have these techniques of performing the language. So linguists do know that speaking another language is a performing art, meaning it's exactly what an actor does. We want to express ourselves with someone else's words. Knowing the script doesn't make us a good actor. I can know the script, I can write it back to you, but that doesn't mean that I can express my feelings through them. And the problems appear when our feelings come into play, right, into the conversation, and they always do. It's the stress of the exam, it's the stress of the, I don't know, your midwife job, I don't know it, of the moment. So handling the language is like handling one of those stressful situations. It's exactly the same thing. The right brain is responsible with performance. The left brain is with knowledge. And we'll talk about conjugation and memorization in a second. But I wanted to emphasize the difference between knowing, learning it, and knowing my mistakes afterwards. That's great. which fantastic. Great information for my theoretical brain. Because my performance will not pick up. Performance is very physical. It is. We are moving our mouths and the brain needs to feed that quickly enough. And if it doesn't, then we need techniques. Some of the techniques are already in public speaking out there and accessible. You can find them. But there are other techniques that can help you to handle yourself. And when the emotions are coming in, what do I Sorry, do? Sorry, there's, there's a snow plow outside. <laughs> okay. I, My house. It's okay. As long as you can hear well um, um, what I'm saying. So I think we have another, I don't know, five minutes or so. Should we talk about conjugation or do you want to talk more about this performing part of the language? Um, uh, wh- whatever you prefer. I, Let's talk fine. about conjugation. And if you okay. want to further the conversation, send me an email and I'll, I'll share with you a few uh, articles that I've already written on my blog regarding this topic, as well as, of course, the newsletter, because... In the newsletter, in the crash course, you receive a few pronunciation rules that are not known by most people. I'm not saying that you don't know, but I'm going to share that unless you would like eventually to get the pronunciation course from me or the DIY program in December. Maybe that's going to help you. So that also comes with the pronunciation course. So whichever thing you would like to, send me a reply so that I know which one is your email address. And I'm going to share all these details with you. But I would like them to talk to about the conjugation. With a question, if I may, what part of the conjugation, what exactly are the problems that you encounter? Uh, So if I'm speaking about a first person, well, usually, 
usually when I'm speaking about a third person, I use the first person conjugation is probably the, the most common mistake, mistake I make. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll talk about this. Are you writing a lot when you're doing these courses with these professors and um, do, you, do you use writing exercises as well? Um, during the class, no. I don't do you writing exercises during the class normally. Do you have yes. homework, written homework as well? Yeah, it, yes, uh, for some of them, yes. Okay, are you uh, used to doing dictations? Um, I have done a few, but um, yeah, I do need to do more of those. But I, yeah, I've also yeah. started doing um, lyrics training, which is quite cool as well. It's a bit of fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, I suggest that you do more dictates, and that is easy to do. I can direct you to uh, my uh, YouTube channel if you wish also my podcast so you can actually write down my podcast is full of verbs actually i'm actually going to recommend you to do my podcast so what happens is this if you're doing dictation exercises then you see what mistakes you make and say let's say you're making a mistake with one verb when you make that mistake and correct it then what i suggest that you do is to write on the side of the paper the conjugation from Je tu il nouveau il. Every single time you see a mistake. So that would be one suggestion, but if you don't do enough dictates, then that's not going to add up because you need in four weeks to do as much as you can possibly do. And then say that. Je, tu, je, tu. je mange, tu manges, il mange, nous mangeons, vous mangez, il mange. But say it out loud and write it down okay. at the same time. After I um, put this live, this podcast, you're going to have everything and I'm going to send you the link and you'll, you'll have all this. You don't have to write down right now. Secondly, every single time you're not sure of the conjugation, look it up and do the same exercise. Write it down and say it out loud. Je mange, tu manges, il mange, nous mangeons, vous mangez, il mange. But every single time with vocabulary as well. So I'm going to address number two and number three in the same right now because it applies their words. Yeah. Right? Write them down and say them out loud. I don't know how you are with the genders, but with words, again, last time, you have in this particular email that you got from me today, the link to last DIY call. That's that, where I talked um, more. In three golden rules for fluency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would like you to listen to that because Karen there was asking something similar. And even if you don't find that it was similar, the answer applies to you as well. So what is hugely important is don't make yourself guilty for, oh, why don't I know this word, which is either conjugation or memorization, you know, vocabulary. Don't make yourself wrong for it. Just Nike it. You just do it. Oh, I don't know it. I look it up. I write it down, I say it out loud. Oh, I missed it. I look it up, I write it down, I say it out loud. Every single time. You may stop yeah. yourself at every third word, and that's okay. Because like I was saying before, a foreign language is a very physical exercise. The reason why it's not advertised as such is because it's the hardest part to do. It is. People spend their life learning French and they know it, but they don't speak it well. So that part is the hardest because the approach is not right. 
We cannot learn a language the way we learn our job. It can't. It's an art and it's a very organic art. It's a very physical performance. So that I think it applies to you right now. For everything, you need to speak out loud, whether you read it, write it, watching or listening. Anything French needs to be out loud. The more you hear yourself is how you're going to fix most of the problems because when we hear other people that's passive learning it's passive listening we need to have it active so if i you agree engage yeah. yourself you we hear ourselves that's how i can correct myself because yeah. i can hear myself otherwise i agree with you you're speaking beautifully and i love it so what <laughs> it doesn't help me yeah it definitely helped my boys learn german reading out loud Of course, in everything, yeah. everything, not just reading. Um, every single thing that you do, don't, don't keep your mouth shut when you're doing anything French. Well, with your classes, with your professors. Well, actually, this is the only time I've spoken um, English in my free time. Or <laughs> mm -hmm. listen to English, listen or spoken to English. Yeah, yes. So did this help? How do you feel about this right now? Do you find that? You have a few solutions or a few uh, pointers, directions. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. That was um, that was great. Thank you. Which which part was more helpful for you, Julie? Uh, probably the not caring that I speak slowly. Mm -hmm. Well, you will care. I mean, there's no way around it. You will, but if you do it intentionally then you have a purpose. Yeah, cool. That's great. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, Thank you pleasure. for your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the call. All these answers will help out so many other people uh, because everything that you told me is very common. Nothing that you cannot fix. And I worked with enough people to know that with the right strategy you can definitely get uh, that registration the exam that you have um you, you just need to have the right guidance and i'm i'm absolutely positive that you'll do it <laughs> thank you my pleasure and good luck thank you have a good night Merci beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir.